Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we are talking about The Walking Dead, Dead City, Season 1, Episodes 2 and 3. Renee is back. She is the writer for Undead Walking and co-host of Beauty and the Beasts podcast. Hi, Renee. How are you? Hello. I'm doing well. How about you? I am doing great. Happy belated fourth. Yes, to you as well. <laughs> I hope you had a good a good day. Yeah, we just relaxed and went to the movies and yeah, it was nice. Did, what, oh. did you guys do anything? Just the family all came over, which was really nice. I just like it when we're all together. Yeah. So it was fun. Actually, we did start to paint uh, one of my sons and his girlfriends. We started to paint. We had these little uh, miniature Dungeons and Dragons uh, characters. And not that we have played yet, <laughs> but we're <laughs> prepping to play. So we were able to start painting those. And I'm not a oh, great cool. painter. So it was an experience <laughs> for me. That sounds fun. <laughs> so yeah, so that's what we were doing. Okay, so let's get to this because we're going to be covering two episodes <laughs> in this episode, episodes two and three. And in three, we saw Pearly have to fight in this caged environment. So that was, which I'll talk about later on as we dig into episode three, but that was one of the highlights for me in that episode. It was just so dramatic, so intense. So it got me to thinking about fights that we've seen in other movies. And so I would love to know what is one of your favorite movie fight scenes? Well, I had trouble narrowing it down <laughs> because I kept thinking of other, oh yeah, and that one and that one. The first one that popped into my head was more of a battle than a fight, but it's the battle at Helm's Deep in Lord of the Rings Two Towers. Ah, so okay. Lord of the Rings is my favorite. Just love those movies. And so that was just such a, it was it was just awesome to see it on screen and everything. So that was one, the first one that popped into my head. <laughs> Oh, is there any more that you wanted to share? Well, sure. Yeah. Then, so the other one was the, they called it the, I, I had to look it up because I couldn't remember. I was like, how do I explain this one? It's the antique arms shop fight in John Wick Parabellum. Yes. So the one where they're in the antique. Yeah. And they're like crashing everything and all that. I just, that was just so cool. And then Kill Bill, which I saw you had Kill Bill on your list too, which I thought was funny. In, the, in volume two, when the bride and Ellie Driver were fighting in that trailer. Yes. That was super intense. And then my last one, I was like, oh, Rocky and Drago. <laughs> so, well, those are, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say I agree with everything that you just said, for one, <laughs> because the first two that popped into my mind was Rocky, any of the Rockies, really, yeah. because I just love those films. I, I'm a big fan of Sylvester Stallone, and I just love it when the underdog wins. So mm -hmm. those really captivate me. I I love those. I love those movies. I love Sylvester Stallone. So those are great. But I had also have seen John Wick, the fourth one, and I, I wasn't picking that particular fight, but I just thought mm -hmm. all the, the fighting sequences were so good, which mm -hmm. made me think of John Wick three, which is the same knife mm -hmm. uh, fight that you were talking about. It, I, I've watched that several times now, mm -hmm just in passing. And I watched it as I was researching what I was going to pick that scene again. And it's just so good. It's so good because it has this humor to it. 
also, right? <laughs> the way he throws the knife at the end, it's just, uh, it's very almost iconic in a way. Yeah. So I do love that. And then, of course, yeah, Kill Bill. It's hard not to um, include any, there are so many fights with the bride mm-hmm. yeah. in various uh, movies. So, but one that I just, happened upon and mind you there's jackie chan in all of his Mm -hmm. movies and there's bruce lee and there's just a lot of other fantastic Mm -hmm. fight movies one i came across that i didn't remember i know i've seen it but i just didn't recall was the one in they live with roddy piper and keith david and it's a 1988 film i think and Roddy Piper's character wants Keith David's character to put on these glasses. Of course, I didn't remember why, and I'm not going to give it away so that people can go back mm-hmm. and watch it. But the reason this fight is um, so well known or received, it's just a regular brawl. It's <laughs> a regular brawl because the one character wants the other character to put on the, these glasses because it's very important that he does it. And so he tries to get him. The other guy doesn't want to. And they actually get in a regular fight. And it's like you've just seen two actual people you know fighting. There's no special effects. There's no CGI, nothing. They're just (laughs) fighting. And it's really good. So I would encourage anyone to go look that up. I'm going to try to remember to put a link to it in my show notes because I just think it's something that people should see and maybe check out this movie. All right. So let us know what you think, friends out there. What is one of your favorite movie fight scenes? You can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at Screens in Focus. All our social media links are on our website at screensandfocus.com. Also in the show notes here, because we would love to hear what your favorite fight scene is. Okay, so I just wanted to briefly touch upon the Walking Dead news. We Mm -hmm. saw the Daryl Dixon trailer. We've seen, I heard news that Carol is joining season two of the Daryl Dixon series, and also that the Rick and Michonne spinoff is now, has an official title of (laughs) The Walking Dead, Rick and Michonne. (laughs) Oh, perfect. So tell me what you know or what you think about any of these things. Well, the Daryl Dixon, I'm I'm intrigued by the story. The cinematography looks amazing. I can't wait. Just that all the him just walking and going and all those, yes. you know, I thought that was amazing. You know, I'm still leery about the, his journey there. I mean, I, you know, it has to be the CRM or something. He says in the trailer, I went looking for something and all I found was trouble or something, you know, along that yeah. line. And obviously he was probably looking for Rick. He got into trouble and they ship him off on a ship somewhere, you know, and then, I, you know, like that must, my, my, my theory is they put him on a ship, you know, if they got helicopters, they probably have a ship or two (laughs) and then the ship wrecks and that's why he's on that lifeboat. And so then the lifeboat carries him the rest of the way, which again, maybe pretty far fetched, but I don't know how else they're getting him there. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I go ahead, go ahead. Well, I just think it looks, yeah. I mean, I, and I'm excited to see what happens when he gets there. I want to see these variants. That's the most excited. I want to see what happens with that. And so I guess seeing these little teasers and that longer, you know, trailer, little teaser trailer, it, it, I finally feel a little bit excited about this series where I hadn't before. Oh, you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say that out of all, well, I shouldn't say out of all of them because I really want to see Rick and Michonne. 
But actually, I was more looking forward to the Daryl Dixon than I was mm-hmm. Dead City. But, you know, Dead City, like you and I had talked about, is just, <laughs> it's just crazy good. We're, you yeah. know, we're so thrilled about it. Now, now I'm worried for the other ones <laughs> because this one's so good. I'm like, oh man, are those going to live up to this one? So anyway, mm-hmm. but, uh, so I was really looking forward to it because I knew about us experiencing these variant walkers. And so I knew that was going to be a new exciting thing. Plus, it's a new landscape. And it's Daryl Dixon. So yeah, I thought because Darryl. of all those things, it's going to really work. But yeah, watching this trailer. Oh, man, just watching him walk and walk and walk. And as we get to view all of this beautiful landscape, it was gorgeous. And so... Yeah. Uh, that just makes me excited too. And then you know everything else he's going to have to go through. And then, of course, with Carol joining him on season two. Well, we know he survives, <laughs> thank <Yeah>. God. <laughs> well, let's hope so. <laughs> or else Carol's off to look for him, maybe. Yeah. She's like, I got to go find my buddy. <laughs> I haven't received any pigeons with his uh, yeah. notes to me, so I got to go look for him. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. It'll be interesting for sure. <laughs> yeah, it it will. Okay, so let's get into uh, episode two, which is entitled Who's There? So in this episode, Negan and Maggie encounter New York City natives who accuse them of stealing. And then Negan reveals his past association with the Croat to Maggie and also explains that his tough persona was for protecting his people. And mm-hmm. to safeguard Maggie and the natives, Negan resorts to violence. Meanwhile, Ginny struggles to adapt and go searching for Negan. And we learn that before his kidnapping, little Herschel and Maggie experience some tension. Mm-hmm. We also see Pearlie tracks Negan. He discovers his deceased brother in a New York City apartment. So after watching episode one, how thrilled we were with that, how did episode two compare in your mind? I think it was better. I, I I really enjoyed episode one, but I think two was better. And I think three was even better, but uh, we'll discuss that later. But yeah, I think they, yeah, the, the storyline's growing. The We're learning more about everybody. And it's. I think it's just getting, it's getting very, very exciting. <laughs> well, that's always good, right? To go up. <laughs> To up it. Yes, I totally love the exploration of Negan and Maggie's relationship in this Mm -hmm. one. And I feel like we just get to see their strengths and their weaknesses and their personalities so much more. And uh, even so with Pearlie, I thought that that we also got to see more of him. Mm -hmm. Also, I think because we know these characters so well, and you had talked about that on the last episode, how... uh, these characters are being revisited from the original Walking Dead. So we get to know, you know, add more layers to them that we already know, and that it's focusing on just a few people rather than a big group. Now, I love The Walking Dead and how it had a big group. I love that. But I also think that that is why this uh, spinoff is doing really well, too, because you are getting to concentrate on a couple of people and how they experience the world and, and other people. So... I was really excited for it, yeah. too. Okay, so mm-hmm. in this in episode two, what were the highlights for you? Um, well, Negan going full Negan, that was pretty interesting to see with the Barazi and everything. You know, that is just the whole, it, you know, he's just 
like he said, he's a showman when he has to be, you know, he puts that show on for protection and does all that. And he just does such an amazing job. (laughs) I mean, he's just, you know, and I just thought the whole, that was just great to see, you know, and I, I really thought, you know, Maggie, the look on Maggie's face when she saw what he did, but you know, of course she's remembering Glenn when she does that, but I also feel like she was also feeling what it felt like to be under that protection. And so she was going through a lot of emotions because she doesn't want to like what he's doing, Yes, but at the same time, she's like, Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) So I thought that was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And then I love the Negan and the Croat backstory. That was, I mean, you know, we always think of Negan as such a vile person and all this stuff. And this guy was just one of his minions and he is old. I mean, he's just going off the rails with these things that he was doing as his torturer. I mean, to have that title. (laughs) Right. Oh my goodness. Well, he was the torturer. What do you what did he call him? The torturer? I don't know if that was the right word. I can't remember. Maggie, Ma- Maggie said that. Yeah. Ma- Maggie said, "Oh, he was your torturer." Oh, it was I torturer? Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's her. What her what word she? Yes. used. I'm not sure that Negan ever said it, but he was like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah," agreeing with her. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I thought that that scene also was one of the highlights for me. Mm. Seeing Negan back to being Negan, I. I it's exciting to see that personality, but then what he has to do with that personality is hard to watch. But what I really appreciated was when they were in that bathroom talking, and she's talking to him about a monster teaching another monster, and he mm-hmm. kind of like says, hey, hey, wait. Like, he doesn't want to be known for that. That's not how he views himself. He It's this persona that he puts on. To protect his people, which makes total mm-hmm. sense because we're we're seeing this total other side of him. And then, of course, then we see that Negan side of him also doing the knock-knock and how, joke. Yeah. Or, <laughs> and how many times did we see Rick do something similar? You know, yeah. like, I mean, he, yeah. he, he would turn into a different person when he had to yes. protect his people. Yes. You know, it wasn't to the extreme maybe where Negan yeah. was. But, you know, many times Rick had to do some really bad things to protect people. He did. So it's it's a survival mechanism or whatever. Yeah, it totally is. And, you know, because we had talked about the whole Negan, Glenn, and (laughs) and all of that. And so what I really came to a realization in my head was that they're both right. It's just... It's just two different sides. And sometimes you're never mm-hmm. going to, you, Maggie can explain all she wants her side and Negan can explain all he wants on his side. And sometimes it's just never going to mesh because there's an outcome that affected Maggie a certain way. But yes, Negan felt he had to do it. And just in this circumstance, like you said, she was experiencing how he was, you know, what he had to go through and what he had to do. Negan was protecting her and the other people. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, she was safeguarded by that. And so that didn't make her feel comfortable. And I can see that not mm-hmm. making her feel comfortable because yeah. she's seen <laughs> the look in his eyes that she saw before. But it was interesting because he turns mm-hmm. around and he's like kind of surprised that she's there, but you you also know that it's an act for him, which makes well, you, his face soft. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So you know that he cares. He cares what mm-hmm. she thinks. 
So of mm-hmm. course that makes you appreciate him because you know he's trying and he's and this is a something that he just puts on to to yeah. protect all of them. I just thought of this, but it reminds me too, like how how Maggie was with the Reapers. You know, they at the end with the Reapers, but she like just gunned all of yes. them down. You know, because that was she just knew they were going to continue to come after her. And so, you know, she just did what she had to do. So it's, yeah, it's just, there's a lot of similar, the survival. That's what they're, they have to do what they have to do to survive. Yeah, exactly. One little point that I wanted to bring up from that whole Negan Mm -hmm. and um, Maggie in The Walking Dead. And I know we're talking about Dead City, but I do have to bring this up. (laughs) We had talked about all of that and about Negan talking about how, why he had to do it. And you came and, um, you know, my people are sleeping and all that other stuff. But then what about everything else he did to people like what he did mm-hmm. to Dwight and what he did to Sherry? He broke that mm-hmm. marriage apart. And it was basically wasn't she kind of like one of his wives? So you know, the thing is, I guess I'm not sure like in I know in the comic book, he had several wives. And I I think he raped, you know, like, I mean, right. he forced them. That's, but I don't, so like the, the, the series kind of glossed over right. that, but yeah, they were, those women were his wives. I mean, they, he took them as his, the, all the gals that wore those black dresses were his wives. Yeah. So I think they, of course, don't want to show all this rape and whatever, but I mean, as their, as his wives, they're obviously <laughs> performing their right. wifely duties, yeah. probably against their will, you know? So yeah, there is a lot of other things. Yeah. I mean, like, and like taking every, half of everybody's stuff, you know, and, yeah. and like you said, Dwight and the other guy he threw in the fire and the other guy, you know, I right. mean, there was, yeah, there's a lot of other things that, yeah. Right. It wasn't that, just that act. And I, mm-hmm. and I always forget to re- bring up those things because it wasn't just this yeah. one thing. It wasn't like Negan was totally mm-hmm. innocent. He just did this one thing and that was it. It's like, no, you had a whole other background of doing all these other things. So <laughs> yeah. let's not, there, yeah, let's not forget more. those things too. But at this point, we don't want to remember those things because we, we yeah, like, yeah. we like Negan at this <laughs> yeah. point. So, and he is good to kids and everything else. So mm-hmm. let's just, uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe just got consumed by that power he had at that time. Yeah. I don't know. But I like the new Negan. <laughs> That's what I have to say. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> let's. Um, oh, I also wanted to bring up uh, Maggie on that zip line. Because we yeah. hadn't seen that before that she was mm-hmm. not doesn't like heights or something happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was something going on there. I don't know. Because she even made him go first, which I can understand. Like, Let's see if he's heavier. Let's let him go first if he can make it there. She's a lot lighter than him kind of thing. But yeah, there was definitely something going on there with height. And yeah, there. Yeah. So I don't know if that's going to be something we'll learn more right. of later or something. Because right. it's it, they put a lot of focus on that. So I feel it's going to come back around some way. Right. She's going to have to face that again. Or we're going to learn why she has that mm-hmm. uh, fear. So that'll be interesting to see that. Mm-hmm. And also they did... Yeah. Um, we do see Negan's hand. He has that cut on it because of the glass Mm -hmm. and it sort of plays a part in this episode and it'll sort of play a part in the next Mm -hmm. episode. But I just thought it was interesting that they put it in there for us to um, Mm -hmm. see. And then also we get to see a little bit of a uh, flashback with little Herschel 
we're we're always going to call him little Herschel no matter how big he gets. Uh, But, you know, there's underlying tension that is yet to be explored. There's something happening there, Mm -hmm. which is so funny because when I saw it, I thought, oh my gosh, he's being a total teenager, (laughs) total kid acting out. Man, you do this in Apocalypse too? What's happening? Come on. <laughs> Give this mom yeah. a break, man. Yeah, so, for sure. She's been through enough already. Come on. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know, life life does go on and and there mm-hmm. are children and parents and people play different roles, so it's all very interesting. And I wanted to say that we were right with you and I thinking how we saw the ear the Croats ear mm-hmm. being shot off. And we and we thought, well, how did he get it shot off? And yeah. could it have been mm-hmm. Negan shooting him? And we're like, yeah, that's how it happened. Cool. <laughs> so that was kind of cool to to have to learn about that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And and so this whole uh, episode kind of ended with uh, Maggie and Negan finally explaining why they're in the city to uh, this new group. Do they have a name, this group? The tribes people. The tribes people. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's, is it Tommaso and Amaya? Yep. Amaya, I believe. Okay. Yeah. And then Luther. And That's Luther. Yeah. <laughs> so there. And then Esther was the, Esther was the pigeon lady. Aww. That was her name. Poor pigeon lady. <laughs> Yeah. It reminded me of Home Alone, the lady with the pigeons. Yeah. Oh, so true. Right. They could have been inspired by watching Home Alone. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let's move into episode three, entitled People Are a Resource, where we see a ruthless Croat subject Pearly to a life or death scenario. Maggie and Negan are supported by tribes people as they encounter challenges during their mission to rescue little Herschel. We see trust issues lead to a confrontation between Negan and Luther, and Negan reveals his past, sharing an emotional moment with Maggie that we will get into. And we also see Ginny, a resourceful companion, has a backstory highlighting her bond with Negan. And then this episode concludes with Maggie finding Ginny's stuffed dinosaur and reflecting on its meaning. So what did you think of this episode overall? Yeah, I thought this, I thought it was even better. I, um, I just, you know, like I it just keeps developing so much, you know, and we're learning so much more, you know, we did, we learned a lot in this episode, things that we've been wanting to learn. <laughs> and, um, so it was good to get some reveals on some of those things. And I, you know, I think, uh, we were learning that the Croat is a very intelligent man, <laughs> brutal, but intelligent, yeah. you know, for him to, you know, he was a scientist. We learned that. And that he's figured out a way to make fuel and other things from the dead bodies. And I mean, yeah, I mean, he's just like, you know, somebody that intelligent with no, you know, doesn't care who he hurts or whatever is pretty dangerous. So that could be, you know, cause that could be very concerning. Um, And I thought that, yeah, the pearly fight with the walker, which, you know, we can go in more later, but that was just amazing. I just like, it shows you, so much about him and everything. And so I thought that was just a very interesting way to, to do that story. And then, um, yeah, the Luther and Negan, that was, I was, yeah, I was very sad with that whole altercation and how that ended up, but it was, I, you know, I think it was bound to happen because Luther was very suspicious of Negan. (laughs) I agree with you. I think 
it keeps getting better and better. This third episode really hit me how well this is written and directed and produced. I said in the middle of it, why wasn't fear like this? And Mm -hmm. even um, World Beyond, right? It's I know we've talked Mm -hmm. about it, but really, it's like, oh, the story is just so rich. It it did make me worried for the other spinoffs, because it depends on who the showrunner on that particular Mm -hmm. spinoff and who's directing. So I'm really happy with with Dead City. So I'm Mm -hmm. hoping that the others will follow suit in that. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that Dead City sets the bar and then the other two have to, you know, come up to it. (laughs) Right. Okay, so what was a highlight to you or did anything surprise you in watching this episode? Yeah, I think like Luther and Negan, I think that that really, I was surprised that that went down how it did. And um, I hated to lose Luther so soon because I really liked him. <laughs> I thought he was the muscle of the tribes people and he was going to be, I thought, he would, you know, he, he would be invaluable yeah. during the yeah. whatever happens, you know, and things. And so, but um, yeah, so that one and then um, the... Uh, I had heard somewhere, I don't remember where I read this, that the, that the Croat was a scientist, but I was really surprised about, and, and I, I read somewhere where he was a scientist and he had created some kind of fuel, but I was surprised at what he used. And that explains yeah. the title of the episode, yes. People Are the Resource. So, yeah. So, you know, that was, it was, that, that was a little shocking that too. And uh, yeah, so those were two things that were, you know, a little shocking in, in the story. <laughs> so I thought I, yes, yes to everything that you said. Uh, but in thinking about the surprising things, I first wanted to touch upon the conversation that Negan and Maggie had, and mm-hmm. we'll get into their conversation in just a little bit, or if you have any thoughts on it, mm-hmm. or, uh, and I'll share mine. But what I wanted to say about that conversation, I thought it was really interesting that at the end of it, he is the one giving her the pep talk on having hope. Like, if we don't have hope, then what do we have? And I thought, whoa, whoa, (laughs) this is coming from Negan. This is so crazy to me, but really cool, too. Because Mm -hmm. I always gravitate to that person who has the hope. Because in The Walking Dead, it was always Rick. Rick was always the one that had this hope. And so now I'm like, what? What What is (laughs) Negan leading this? Where did this come from? Where did this come from? Becoming a husband and a parent, maybe that's yeah. what made him have some true, you know, true. Because that that changes people a lot, you know. It does it totally does? And then also the Croats' brutal actions and the impact on mm. this whole story, and a, and how he used the people as a resource, and just his brutality. Yeah, just the way he killed that server who gave him that mm-hmm. tainted meat, which the poor guy didn't mean to. <laughs> it's like, shoot. And then the guy, poor guy, just does everything he says. He's all gives him the key. He has to eat it. <laughs> Ugh. And then he smashes his head. That was pretty crazy. Yeah, that was very crazy. And yeah, and the guy was trying to say, I didn't, you know, like he he didn't prepare the food. Somebody else did that. I think is what he was trying. And he was like, right. but I, and he's like, nope, you know. <laughs> exactly. It's like, so. I didn't make it. I didn't pick it out. I'm just bringing it. I don't know. Walked it in here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that was actually the case, but that's what yeah. he was saying. And then also seeing Pearly fighting in that cage. That was mm-hmm. just... Oh, it just felt like a movie I was watching because it was yeah. so well done. And I 
Again, Mm -hmm. here we go with the writing again, because you had to go through all these steps to get there, right? Mm -hmm. So the Croat had actually orchestrated all of this. He thought, I'm going to put the key in him. He's going to eat it. And then we're going to put him in this cage (laughs) with him. We're making sure Pearlie watches this because I need to get this information out of him. What he knows, what he's doing here, because he's not divulging anything. And then, of course, then Pearlie goes into this cage and he's all, what am I going to do? And we also got to see a side of Pearly that we didn't get to see and how mm-hmm. resourceful he can be in a life or death situation and how smart he can think, how quick he can move. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought it was, it, it, that part made me like him better too. Why? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he has to decapitate yeah. a walker and then go through his guts. Dig his guts. Yeah. <laughs> to get the key. But hey, you got to yeah, unlock those handcuffs. And then after that, more more walkers are released. And then he has to get the boot and he chooses to get first the one <laughs> boot. And he's all, no, 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 now the other boot. And then, <laughs> you know, knock the crap out of them to stop them. So then, of course, now the Croat is really impressed by that, I'm sure. But then reads what's in his boot. Now, that letter... Was it written by the? I was hearing the letter, letter, but I really wasn't sure who wrote. I think his it. brother wrote it because it sounded like his brother must have had some issues, and then they became estranged. Is what I took from it, and that's why he was looking for him. That's why he had that little. That when we saw the first episode, he had that address. Yeah, and so then we obviously searching for someone because it had the same last name, so we knew he was searching for someone. And I, I feel like they were estranged. And then that, you know, the brother wrote the letter to him, maybe trying to make some peace with him, but it never happened. So he thought he'd go look for him. But of course, he was dead. So that's what I took from it. Yeah, it seemed like it. But then I wasn't sure because he had (laughs) said, I left you all these voicemails and you must have changed your number. So that must have been before Mm -hmm. everything happened. Yeah. So the last time he saw him was before everything happened, which was many, many, mm-hmm. many years ago. So it seems like it's taken him a lot of years to get there. Mm-hmm. So was this letter, where was this letter that he picked up? Did he always have that? Is that what it was folded yeah. up maybe then? That piece of paper, that must have been the letter, I guess. I And, it, you know, he had, I believe if he said he's a new marshal to new Babylon. So he maybe was somewhere else. Maybe he just recently got close enough to where he could go you know, search for him. I, mm. yeah. And I don't know if we'll learn, you know, I, I, we don't know a lot about it, right. you know, and it's, it, we're, you know, we're still, so I'm hoping we learn some more about him, but you know, maybe he was some other part of the country and wasn't able to go in search of him or I, I, yeah, I don't know. Cause he definitely, it was something was said about him being new, a new marshal in new Babylon. Yeah. So I don't know if that meant he was just appointed or if he just moved into the community. I also really appreciated his, um, sentiment with that letter and how much it would mean to you. I totally understood that. And I was surprised mm-hmm. how emotional he got in front of the Croat because that was revealing yeah, yeah. a lot of yourself, but he couldn't mm-hmm. help himself. And I'm like, Oh my God, stop reading. <laughs> no, it. you're killing him. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, because he, he teared up and he could, yeah, just like you said, he just couldn't stop himself, you know? Yeah. So then he told him what, of course he had no mm-hmm. idea that, he knows Negan. He just brings mm-hmm. it up yeah. and throws it out there. 
It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, we're after the same guy. Yeah. yeah. So that could get interesting. Okay. So there were some themes that ran throughout this episode of trust and sacrifice and the mm-hmm. complexities of uh, relationships in this post-apocalyptic world. How did you see those appear, if you did at all, in this uh, episode? Yeah. But like the trust and things, you know, you could tell like Maggie – um when she was talking to the tribes people about Negan's past with the Croat, she was defending him. And so I thought that that showed, you know, just, I don't know if that was actually trust necessarily, but there was like something there for Negan, you know, she was definitely doing that. And then there, like you said, their conversation, I mean, that was huge for the two of them to share that much with each other because, you know, there's, you know, they're just, you know, they're basically just surviving together. They're not friends right <laughs> yet. I don't know if they will ever be, but at this point they're just not, they just have a goal and they're trying to get to that goal. And so I felt that that was kind of a turning point maybe for them. I don't know, maybe not because it's Negan and Maggie, you know, but that was definitely, it did show some sort of trust there because they shared all that with each other. Yeah. So I thought that was very interesting how that played out. That's so true. I hadn't thought about when she was basically defending him mm-hmm. uh, to the other people. I, You're right. She was. And she does. And I, and I had mentioned this last time we talked that the more you're around somebody, you can't help but get, we're all human. We're all human. We all communicate. I mean, as long as you don't, you know, you're not some psycho. <laughs> like the Croat. <laughs> but right yeah. but for the most of us, um, we just want connection and, mm-hmm. you know, conversations with people and to connect with people. And so I think mm-hmm. just the more and more they're together, they're just going to find out that they are both just people trying to survive, and they're just going to understand each other more and defend each other. Yeah. Also, I mean, there was many times that he would put his hand out for her or try to help her. And of course she didn't want mm-hmm. his help, but I thought it was so sweet when he brought the hat, Herschel, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Yeah. But we're already kind of talking about it, but, that's all right. that's fine. <laughs> but uh, she brought the hat or he brought the hat mm-hmm. to her for little Herschel. Of course he's going to do that. He, he just has this mm-hmm. thing for kids and, and also, Oh, cause he also def- not defended her, but also said, you know, she's really strong. Like, because mm-hmm. I think it was Luther who said basically that little Herschel is probably gone or yeah already because mm-hmm. he's not going to survive this. And, um, and he says, Oh, she's, she's strong. You know, I know she had to walk away mm-hmm. right now, but she's a strong person. And then he goes mm-hmm. over and talks to her. And I just, uh, man, that was, uh, that was, a, 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 I think a really special moment between both of them. Mm-hmm. And so, but also, Trust in the other direction because Luther doesn't trust Negan, mm-hmm. which has that altercation happen. And you're right. I did not know it was going there. I was wondering what was going to happen. <laughs> and Negan gave him a couple of opportunities to yeah. stand down. And of course, this big guy is probably thinking, okay, you're smaller than me. Uh, yeah, I can take, I can take you. you. <laughs> of course, he's trying to protect his people. So on his end, mm-hmm. he doesn't want anything to happen to his people. But I kept saying, ah, oh, mm-hmm. please don't let this happen. <laughs> and like you said, this would have been a great character to see in other future episodes. But it was mm-hmm. it, at the same time showing this showed where Negan's at in his story mm-hmm. and what he's willing to yeah. do to help Maggie on her mission. Yeah, it's I, so I wonder, like we've 
see the trailer for the next episode, they're obviously still helping them. But I'm like, how does he explain what happened? You know, I'm like, what, how do they, how do they react? I, I'm going to be curious to see how he explains his way out of this, you know, and that they still are helping them. So that'll be interesting to see in the next episode. True. I was thinking the same thing. How is he going to explain his way out of this? Yeah. And with sacrifice and the complexities in this world, we see that with Maggie and little Herschel. Mm, yeah, because she talks about she talks about their last conversation, how it wasn't neither one of them said nice or pleasant things to mm -hmm. each other. Yeah. And then that ended up being the last time they talked. It's hard being a parent and even Negan parenting Ginny. I mean, he was kind of yeah. yelling at her because yeah. he was frustrated <laughs> Because, yeah. of course, understandably, yes, it's, because the, yeah. the, the younger people in this world don't understand quite the gravity of what you can lose and what that means. And mm -hmm. yeah, and, and Negan, but it was, yeah, it was interesting to see that. Yeah, because Negan and Maggie both have lost and they know what it's like to lose. So they mm -hmm. want to keep them safe. And I can see especially Maggie being overprotective. And Herschel thinking, mm -hmm. what the heck? Because he doesn't know any better. Yeah. He only knows his life right. and his experiences. And so I, I can see how that friction happens in this world, which is really hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. yeah. And then also with, um, with Negan talking about his, uh, what happened between him and Annie, because we learned mm -hmm. of that also, and having to send her away. So I wonder why he didn't go with them, though. I mean, I understand, like, you know, I guess he's on the run. But I mean, if you're t sending him that far was Missouri, I think he said. Yeah. That's not a quick jaunt. You know what I mean? I, I just, yeah, I wonder why he didn't go with them. Uh, like, I know he said he was supposed to go meet them, but why didn't he just leave with them? You know, yeah. I don't know. I think hopefully we'll learn more. I'm sure there is a reason why. Is it because he doesn't think, maybe he thinks that he'll have to keep running if he goes with them because they were tired yeah. of running. So will he have to keep running? Yeah. Will this person follow him? Does he want to resolve this before he goes on? Is there something else? Does he does he think uh, because he killed these people, is this something that he's going to keep doing? Maybe he thinks she's better off. I don't know. Yeah. It could be any of those yeah. things. <laughs> I know. But it was nice that they, If I mean, if we never hear anything of Annie again and Joshua, <laughs> at least we know they lived. And that's what, you know, I like that there was at least a some resolution to that story because I was going to be very angry if we, that was not, if we never found out what happened to them. Right. Cause I just, I feel like they just dropped her off, you know, in the, at the end of the sea or the end of the walking dead, right. we just heard nothing about no. them. And it's like, okay, well she should have had the baby by now. And there was nothing. So, right. yeah. So I was really glad that we got some, you know, explanation for that. And I did hear that Jeffrey Dean Morgan wasn't thrilled with that ending for, his relationship with Annie also. So I think he was probably happy well, he wasn't, that this was explored. He wasn't. Yeah. He, he was not happy with the fact that Negan got married at all because yeah. he felt that he was so in love with Lucille that he wouldn't have done that, that he, that was, she was his true love and that, um, yeah, he just wishes they wouldn't have done that whole storyline. So, which it was kind of odd to just pop up out. Hey, it I'm married. Was. <laughs> it 
was. I thought so too. I thought because they were doing that, they probably did it so that they could, so that he could experience what Maggie went through. That's probably why they did it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you needed to put a little more emphasis on why he was with her, what made him mm-hmm. overcome whatever it is that he overcame to be with her. Because I was yeah. thinking to myself, Maggie hasn't been with anybody since Glenn, which is a really long time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it would ever be a good idea for her to be with anyone. I don't know. I have such mixed feelings because one, I'm thinking, how will the fans receive that if you are with somebody? But then Mm -hmm. at the same time, you're a human being and it's been a really long time. (laughs) And for a second, okay, for a split second, and people may just hate this thought. But when that I don't know if he's with anybody, the Tommaso guy, when he came in to talk to mm-hmm. her for a split second, I thought to myself, mm, <laughs> could something happen between these two? Doesn't have to be love. Okay. Doesn't have to be love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to make you guys uh, fall in love yeah. because yes, I don't think Maggie mm-hmm. is really wanting to fall in love with anybody, but yeah. hey, man, uh, you know, <laughs> life is life and yeah. <laughs> it's all kinds of things. I don't know. It, it went through my mind yeah. for just a split second. So yeah. I'm fine that, you know, if they don't go anywhere with Maggie, but it did cross my mind yeah. for a second. So, <laughs> okay. And so also Maggie almost possibly burning that dino. What do you think about that? And I missed it. I must well, I must, I must have like glanced down or whatever. And then I, I somebody posted on Twitter. And I'm like, and I went back and rewatched it. I was like, how, what did I do? Like, I must have just looked away for a second. I enough to not see that. But I'm like, she, I still feel, so I wrote an article <laughs> that I feel like Maggie is in league with the Croat. I don't remember if I said this last time or not, but I feel like she is going to trade Megan for Herschel. And I just, I think that if she, by burning that dino, she, that way he doesn't know that Jenny's there and doesn't leave her because she needs him to trade for Herschel. (laughs) Holy crap. You think that's going to happen? I was going to ask you your predictions later, but now that you've said it, (laughs) wow. Yeah, I wrote that article like. I think I wrote that article after the first episode or I can't remember. I wrote it. I was like, I did just popped into my head. I'm like, because something she said, and now I got to remember when I can't, I'll have to look back and I'll have to tell you later what I how I did, how my thought process was, but she said something and I was like, she's going to trade him for her soul. Okay. My mind is blown. <laughs> my mind is blown. <laughs> so, oh, I mean, not gosh. to say that that's going to happen because I'm not watching the episodes ahead. I haven't even, I have, I've had them in my inbox for months, but a month, probably a longer or whatever. And I've just been taking them bits by bits because I don't want to know yeah. anything too far ahead when I do these podcasts because <laughs> I'll forget what I'm not supposed to right. say. I get it. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> that would be a great segue into season two, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. But <laughs> then you're, people are going to be like mad at her. That's the thing. And already they might be mad at her for burning the dino. So, yeah. I, oh, I'm sure they're going to be mad about that because, yeah. But I, you know, but even they, I don't know. I mean, Maggie fans are Maggie fans. They're going to say, they're going to defend her that she needed to do this for her son. You know what I mean? Megan, you know, she's not made it, you know, I guess 
I'm 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 a Maggie and a Negan fan more probably Negan than Maggie. I've never been a huge Maggie fan. I, I mean, I guess I'm just indifferent to her, you know. But like her plight and all that she's had to go through, I you know that part I always feel I don't know something. But anyway, I feel like Maggie fans would defend her if she trades Negan because it's like well, he did all this stuff to her, he owes yeah. her, <laughs> you know, and kind of thing. And of course, Negan fans would be very angry, but. I I mean they're not going to kill Negan, yeah. you know. We know. I mean, they're not killing well, him. Well, and what I but it just would make a very <laughs> interesting, you know. How does he get out of this thing? But I also feel like Negan would probably do that to save Little Herschel anyway. So does she really have to <laughs> yeah. trade him? I mean, I guess so. Yeah. But I see Negan doing, you know, giving himself up tr- and trying to figure it out later. It's like, no, yeah, I'll mm-hmm. go. And then let me see how I can yeah. get out of this. I mean, who's to say? So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Negan can yeah. be resourceful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to bring up the deer scene, just that split second of a deer scene. Oh. It was a very cool scene with a deer. And I love when we get to see a deer in New York City, something like that. It's just something about it reminds me of I Am Legend, where we see all the animals yes. with Will Smith. Yeah. Anyway, but that deer, I did not want them to capture that deer. I hated it. So I'm glad they didn't show it. But I just don't like when I see an animal so uh, innocent, and it just looks up and it thinks it like you're tricking it something about that. Yeah, just no, you can't have the deer. <laughs> don't kill it. But if you were starving, you would, yeah. Know. If you were starving, though, that you know, I know. fresh meat. But they don't you know, have. Gotta... They don't have to show its cute little face and make it look all like, oh, is my friend out there? I gotta go help it. You know, it's like, no, don't do it that way. And then um, I also <laughs> wanted to bring up the music. I don't know if you noticed the music in it. I it was they had mm-hmm. a song playing toward the end. I just love when they've been really good in the walking dead series mm-hmm. of picking the right songs. I know that there was a lot of songs, yeah. especially in the earlier seasons um, mm-hmm. that I just adored. I think it added so much to what we were seeing and feeling and, mm-hmm. and all of that. So I just noticed the, the music was good in this episode too. So I really appreciated yeah. that. Okay. So out of both of these episodes, I would love to know, mm-hmm. Because we are at our segment and the award goes to what was your favorite quote, character, or moment? I think mm-hmm, I, the, I, I loved Negan and his knock knock joke. And I just, I mean, that was just, you know, it's classic Negan. It's hilarious. It's, you know, just, I loved it. I thought that was just such a great thing, a thing to add in there. And he's talking to the guy about his chin beard and his rat tail, you know, <laughs> neck beard and rat, neck beard. That's, yeah. Rat yeah. Tail. <laughs> Yes. That's so funny. Yeah. So I thought that, the, yeah, the knock-knock joke was wonderful. I thought that was really great. <laughs> I thought that was really great too. So for me, it was Maggie and Negan's heartfelt conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm always moved when I see, I don't know, just actors pouring their selves into these roles and just watching Maggie, you know, looking through the box and finding that picture of Glenn mm-hmm. and the just how emotional she was and telling Negan how she felt the fact that she even opened up to him. And the fact that he said, Oh, or what, what was it? Um, 
uh, I can't think of the right wording, but basically people think I can't shut up, but basically I can. And so then she starts to talk to him and tell him how she feels and how everything of everybody that she cares about is in this box. And again, we see that picture of Glenn. (laughs) Oh my gosh. When she said that, uh, the tears, the tears. And then he goes into talking about his whole backstory and just that connection that they both have. It was just really moving to me. I just love seeing both of them. I thought that they both just gave really good performances. And then of yeah. course she ends up with the line. Uh, like I thought, <laughs> I thought you could shut up or I don't know exactly yeah. what she said, but it was funny that she's the one who, yeah. ha- who had that comeback. So I would say, yeah, that was uh, my favorite moment. And then I was going to mm-hmm. ask you if you had any hopes pr- or predictions for the upcoming episodes, but you kind of gave me one already. I don't know if there's anything else that you wanted to share. I don't know if I have anything else. That was my main one. And I just, like I said, it's just been stuck in my head. And then after she, with the dinosaur and she burnt that too, that I was like, oh my gosh, this is what she's doing. She goes, (laughs) so yeah, I just hope that we learn more about Pearly, which I think we will. And then, you know, we got three episodes left. So I think we will learn more about him, but I'm just, he's very intriguing to me. And I'm just, you know, and I hope he doesn't get killed. I hope he goes on into the next season, you know, (laughs) cause I, I really like him. Yeah. And I, I think he's a good guy. (laughs) I'm feeling the same exact way that you are. I am most intrigued by Pearly. I'm hoping he's a good guy. I hope that he's able to help Negan Mm -hmm. and Maggie. And I think the fact that he was emotional, that that gives us a little bit of insight to him. We know he cares mm-hmm. about people. So that is what I'm hoping for that. And I think that Ginny, she's so resourceful being so young that mm-hmm. I think she's going to help yeah. Megan in some way. Yeah. I, and I'm still real in, interested in, that, in their relationship, I guess, also, because it's just, why did she you know, gravitate to Negan, you know, I mean, her father, she was on this community, a farm, you know, it sounded like, well, you know, it was a community because he said something about the way the people from the farm tell it or something, you know, like that about her father and stuff like that. So yeah, it's just strange how I wonder what made her gravitate towards him and things, but I'm sure we're learning little bits about her. So I'm sure we'll learn more as well. Yeah. Oh, man, Uh, my ultimate, hopefully they can just get Herschel back and somehow handle the (laughs) Croat. You know, I'm wondering if this will be if this will be the end of him or if they're just going to escape him somehow. And and who knows? Mm -hmm. But I don't know. You've got a good prediction. So we'll see what happens. I like yours. (laughs) We'll see. Oh, I might bet on yours now. (laughs) Where's the bets? (laughs) I'll bet on it. (laughs) All right. Well, that wraps up our conversation on Dead City. Thank you, Renee, for all of that. I would also like to know if you have any TV or movie recommendations. Well, we did just go see the Indiana Jones Dial of Destiny, and I'm one of the odd people who enjoyed it. I liked it. I thought it was very well done. And there were a lot of complaints about things, but um, I'm not going to spoil anything, but certain things happened that people weren't happy with in the movie, but I feel like the story had to play out the way it did. And yeah, anyway, I just felt like it was really good, but I also liked crystal skull, which everybody hated. So (laughs) I, you know, but I mean, this was better than crystal skull. I'll say that, but um, I thought it was a very good way to wrap up his story. And 
yeah, I just thought was really good. And I can't think of her name, but the girl that played with him. Oh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yes, she was so good. <laughs> she did such a great job. So I was, yeah, really enjoyed her. And then um, I just finished Fire, I'm late to the game, but I finished Firefly Lane and I sobbed and sobbed and it was such a good series. I recommend that, highly recommend that. And we did go see the the comedy horror movie called The Blackening. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. It has, it's a group of, uh, they were college friends. They're all, all black and they go to this cabin in the woods, ha ha, you know, kind of thing. Cause it's a horror movie and they, um, they have to play a game and then it just goes crazy from there. And it was so good. It was funny and it, it went a little long towards the end, but it, it was funny. You know, I mean, if you like horror horror comedies, it, it was a good one. <laughs> so, yeah. I hadn't heard of that one yet. So I have to look for that. So I want to say that I saw Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny. I loved it just like you did a lot. Like, I can't even understand why people aren't loving this. It's so good. It felt like, oh my gosh, a good old adventure movie. It felt, you felt the Mm -hmm. adventure. It was so good. And I am doing a podcast episode solely on this. So look for that because I have a lot to say. So, but I agree with you on that movie. Uh, and I don't know, I, I've been hearing a lot of people like it. So I just thought maybe it was the critics, but maybe yeah. it's more than that. So anyway. And, and that's, I don't usually listen, yeah, to so. the critics much. But I thought it was great to the nods, the nods to the older yeah. shows too, I, the older movies. I like that yeah. too. So yeah, I, I yeah, it was good. I, come on, Harrison Ford. Jesus, that man is 80. He has the, the charisma just just like exuding yep. out of him. He's just like amazing. Love him. Uh, I yeah. also started watching Hijack on Apple TV Plus with Idris Elba. Three episodes, really good. I am just, I cannot wait for the fourth episode to come out. It's about people on an airplane it being hijacked and just how they're dealing with it. But what I really like is these people on the plane are trying to figure out how to navigate being hijacked. And so, plus you don't even know why they're hijacked. We're into three episodes. We still don't even know why, like what, what the people want and who this group is. So it's very intriguing. So I would say, please go watch that. And you had recommended Bear on Hulu and I started to watch Mm -hmm. it. So I'm on a season one. I'm really liking it. Um, I think it's just really well done. It's, it's just, I like the character. So I'm, I'm looking forward to um, seeing more of that. And season two is better. Ah, good to know. And -hmm. then the only other movie I watched is called run rabbit Mm -hmm. run. And I am so sorry, but well, two things. One, I can't remember the gal's name that's in succession that's in this, but it's the mm-hmm. same actress that plays the daughter. Mm-hmm. This movie was yeah. okay. I had trouble understanding some of it, the language. For some reason, they're speaking mm-hmm. English, but I just had trouble hearing mm-hmm. everything they said. It was slow, but I also saw, is it Evil Dead Rise or Evil Evil Dead Rising. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that one at all. So if I had to, oh, I liked. See, that I one. didn't like it. I just <laughs> thought it, it didn't scare me. It. I didn't like the story. Yeah. So I preferred this one to that one. But neither one is really my favorite movie because I felt like this one at least had a story of what was happening. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, they when I saw that they re- they compared Run Rabbit Run to Hereditary oh. and The Babadook, I was like, I'm, I didn't like either one of those movies. So I was like, I am not going to like this, but I watched yeah. it. 
but I, yeah, I did not care for. It. I, I don't like slow movies. Yeah. They have to catch yeah. me, no, and I can yeah. agree with that. So I just thought it was, it was very. It wasn't horrible, but it just wasn't super. Yeah, just, interesting yeah. either. Yeah, I did think the 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 main gal, the adult yes. actress, she reminded me a little bit of Samantha Morton. Ah, okay. I just got a little bit of that vibe from her. So yeah, so that, that part where I was like, oh yeah, okay. So <laughs> thank you, Renee, for joining me and for your recommendations. I really appreciate you and I really appreciate those recommendations. Well, thank you. All right, that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something that we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our website, Screens in Focus at screensinfocus.com and tell a friend we would love more members of our TV club. Next episode will be on Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Check out <laughs> Out my weekly Facebook lives on what to watch this week. You can find our website listed in our show notes and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.